You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a Stafford IndyCornrows.com. And joining me on the other line for the second time this week now, we're doing two podcasts, maybe three this week together, is Mr. Tony East. Tony, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm amped seeing Luka Doncic win the ACB title, so he will be at the draft. Uh, I'm excited for the draft because it's always crazy. Um, and I'm also not excited because I'm going to look like an idiot for my, whatever I think is going to happen. It's not going to happen. It sounds like Luka's going to fall to at least the fourth pick. I know it's crazy. Well, there are there is two guys that I personally have above him, but three. It's crazy. It's I don't know. I think I think some teams are going to look stupid for not picking him. Yeah, some teams have. I think some, at least in the NBA uh, world out there, not maybe not teams, but like uh, media members have Luca number one. But all the teams seem to have Aiden number one by far. Arizona is going to regret their draft pick quite a bit. I don't know about that one because I already have a guard. Yeah, but who cares? They are not in a position to not pick the best player. Like the Pacers, except they should pick the best player who's not a center. Yeah, well, Aiden be the best player, but the Pacers aren't getting Aiden, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so for today's podcast, we're going to do a special, just completely entire draft edition. This is going to post just now on a Wednesday, probably, or Thursday before the draft. Obviously, these takes will be bad once the draft ends, but we we'll do completely whole, complete drafting. We have a bunch of questions set up, so that's what today's podcast is going to be. So are you ready to do the first question? Let's go. Let's talk some draft. All right. So I gave Tony these ahead of time so you could prepare, luckily, this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. It's so, fun to just not prepare, and we do awful. All right. All right. So the first question <laughs> I had was, do the Pacers trade this pick, and for what? So, um, Oh, go ahead. I say, I say there's a probably a couple options out there. Do you want me to give you the ones I'm thinking top of my head, or do you want to give me some first? I will cut off one thing that I think is not going to happen. Okay. I think that there is minimal chance that something happens like in 2016 where they trade the pick for a guy like Thad Young. I don't think they trade it for a veteran. Okay, that's fair. I don't see that either. Um, but just hypothetically, if – who could they get for the twenty third pick? Like, who's kind of a player out there you see as a value at twenty three? I think it'd be I think it'd be in a value trade to move up or down, um, something like taking thirty and thirty four from Atlanta or moving up with like Fareed or something like that. I think a lot of those make a lot more sense, and and it depends on the value you see from those moves. Um, with with the pick itself, you know, is, is the pick. Like, is moving from 23 to 14 enough to take for Reed? Or, you know, is moving back six slots to get another second rounder right there? Good value. Like, stuff like that, I think, is what you have to assess. And I think what they are most likely to do, if anything. So, you brought up the first one I was going to bring up. And that was the trade for Fareed at 14. So, yeah. a hypothetical trade would be Al Jefferson, the 23rd pick for Fareed and the 14th pick. I'm not sure Al would be in it. I think they would just absorb him. Yeah, they just absorb, not even give up the, the, the dead money? Correct. Okay, how do they? Because because I don't think Denver would would want the four no. But million. How, how do they absorb the million before the end of the year? Because because they uh-huh. need they need contracts to work, or they only, they only have six million oh, in space. Right, right, right. 
shoot, it's this uh, it's this cap season still. Never mind. Yeah, they would have to. Well, they and they could always just not make it official until next like next league season, like they did with the PG trade. Okay, I guess they could do that, but I that seems there's too many days and too many things that happen between. First of all, you have to wait a month for the draft to trade a pick, right? So you really have to wait until July, late July, to do this. Yes. So really, it's not. It, you have to make the trade today because you can't bank on it happening in a month. You just can't. You can. Any moving parts. No, <laughs> you can. Well, there's the Thad Young contract. It's a moving part. There's. They're all decided the by They are all decided by July. Uh, but there, you still don't know. There's too many moving parts <laughs> with Jokic's contract too. If you get the max extension, which you probably will. There's too many moving parts to happen in a month. So it has to happen on draft which means Elderson will be involved in it. Probably. Um, <laughs> That's true. So then the question is, this draft is probably, what, 12 really solid guys, and then the 12 to 18 range is kind of where it's up in the air, give or take, and that's where like, kind of the next level if you, if you tear off the draft is. So it's 14 really worth it, but maybe a guy from the top 12 tier falls down to like the 14 range. I th- Yeah, I think it's like 1 through 8 is a tier, and then 8 through 14, and then pretty much 15 through – 25 or 26 is the same tier. I think that's how it breaks for me. Okay. I, I'm thinking – I heard somewhere that maybe like the tier from about 18 to 40 is relatively – there's anybody can go in that range at most. Any of the 20 guys possible basically can go in that range. I think after the top eight, which I, you've heard about their names for a million times, I think the next group will be like Jair, Kevin Knox, Lonnie Walker. Um, holy cow. How am I blanking so hard on these names? <laughs> I could need to pull one up. Uh, there's there's six of them that I had in this tier when I made this literally before we did this, but I decided not to bring my list from work with me. Is uh, believe that okay? Group two for me is yes, Knox, SGA, Miles Bridges, Sexton, Lonnie Walker, and Shy Jaligius Alexander. So what if like a Trey Young falls at fourteen? No chance. No chance. I, I, there is some buzz that he might fall, right? That's kind of the, the most recent draft buzz. Not fall out of top 10, fall out of the top like five or six. <laughs> oh, I thought it, it, if he, he could drop out of the top eight, there was a thought. I would draft Trey Young number four. Is that, isn't that crazy? So your so your top four is Doncic, and this is no particular order, Doncic, Aiden. No, no. You don't have Aiden number? You have Aiden at the top four. My, my top four is Michael Porter Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr., Luka Doncic, Trey Young. Okay, so you're just you're just out of the box. Purposely uh, being against the flow Aiden, of Aiden is gonna suck, right? Aiden, you know, like, Aiden stinks on defense, and Wendell Carter stinks on defense. Um, I or Wendell Carter. Wendell's okay on D. Um, Marvin Bagley stinks on defense. Um, and if his yeah, shot doesn't translate, I don't be good at all. Mo Bamba is my five. Um. But I don't think his shot is real at all. So he's kind of a rim running guy. And then Carter's good, but not sensational. So that's my next group. But I like my top four. I think Porter's gonna be the best player. I'm not gonna bait you on Aiden on Aiden right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I know. Not gonna People be- like Aiden fine. I mean, I, I agree there's just deficiencies like that, but I'm not he's he's not outside the top three. Um but I'm not, 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 not gonna debate. The, the um, Pacers huge though, you're right. <laughs> um it's so then another trade for the Pacers possibly is to trade up even further, right? Is there a way to get to the fourth pick with yes, Chandler the Parsons? Parsons? I had kind of one thought. Yeah, that's uh, that's been discussed a lot. Uh, we even talked about it. 
and I would love that because uh, of that top four group I just named for myself. I think all those guys are surefire uh, all-stars at some point. And I, I don't know what you'd have to send out because there's no way the Grizz don't want some kind of contributor in return. But um, if 23 and Bojan or something like that, or 23 Bojan and Sabonis gets you up to four, I think I would do that. So you give up Sabonis? Yeah, to get to four, yeah, I would do it. So is there a particular player there? Is it, is it Doncic if he falls to there? The, the four, the, yeah, in order, uh, again, uh, Porter, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Doncic, and Trey Young. So you would trade up to four to get Porter? Yeah, if he was there, or whatever one of those guys were there. Even though Porter probably is going to be, what, six to eight range, it seems like? Uh, no, that's – I don't think he'll go top four or five, actually. No, I think – I thought he's going <laughs> to I thought fifth was the kind of spot he's going to go, probably. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Doncic is going to go five in real life, but we'll see. We have no idea. No, we really have no idea. Um, so then here, here's a hypothetical trade for you. And this maybe you okay. can throw it out. We were talking about it when we were texting yesterday. Um, so it's hang with me for a second. So the three-teamer. So with the Hornets and with the Grizzlies. So the Pacers in this trade theoretically end up with Chandler Parsons and Kimball Walker. And, and they send out, and it works out, recap. But they basically send out um, Bojan, Al, TJ Leaf, and Darren Collison. Would you do that? And then you end up in your pick this year. So you're not moving up in the draft, but you you are essentially moving with around that fourth pick to absorb a salary. You get the fourth pick to Charlotte. It could be 11th to Memphis. Would you do a trade like that involving your 20th uh, pick? I would not take on Parsons to get Kemba, no. Okay. <laughs> so the 23rd pick would end up on one of those teams, depending right. on who needed it more. But would you do that? So you wouldn't – it would fit financially where you would basically – You'd be set. So you would have Kemba and Parsons would fit right into the Bojan and um, Collison roles, and then you'd have like $8 million in space, give or take, to bring in maybe right. one more guy. Yeah, Parsons is bad. <laughs> so the question with Parsons is, is he is he bad because his injuries, or are his injuries so bad that he can't get back to where he was? Uh, I think he proved this year that he couldn't get back to where he was just because he played like – did he play over half the games this season? I think he played like 30. Uh, close. 36. 36. Yeah. He's played a combined uh, 70 games his last two years, which is insanely bad. Um, but he was not good this year. I I just wonder if you could – you can get 50 healthy games out of Parson in a playoff run of where he was at, let's say, his last year in Dallas, which like 13 points a game, which is pretty good on like 40% shooting from three. You could get that for 50 games and a playoff run. It'd probably worth it, right? I mean, I understand he's a lot of money, but – in the same player is gone. The player is gone. Yeah, he's thirty. Do you not think maybe if he gets a full <laughs> year? I I don't really. I know last year he didn't have surgery, but he had constant issues with his knee and length of that. I don't know. You know, sure if he gets like a full rest and a better training staff, maybe and can figure it out. Yeah. Chandler Parsons stinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Memphis yeah. has, has some history of not. Of guys getting injured at the wrong time. Like Conley's gotten hurt a lot. Like they don't seem to have this this A rated training staff. Well, they got all yeah, Parsons was hurt before they signed him. They're idiots for giving him that crazy money. Um and then Conley's the only other guy I feel like who got a big injury from them. Didn't and Achilles Con- is never didn't go solve an injury? At some point? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't I don't remember. We were we're drifting away again. 
Uh, did you for another hypothetical trade? Uh, the Wizards are reportedly looking okay with moving down if you'll take on one of their expiring contracts. And I'm guessing the only one most Pacers fans would do it for is Markeith Morris, but they have uh, Gortat expiring, Jason Smith expiring, uh, Thomas Sadoransky expiring, Jody Meeks expiring. So there are some moves they could make out of 15. So it would be taking on less money than – basically it would be the same trade you made with the Nuggets, but for a little – one more pick back, right, they're 15, and for maybe a little less overall money, right, than expiring. Yeah, how much money are you willing to take on to move up eight spots? And it's going to be less than Fareed no matter who it is because Gortat even makes less than Fareed. Yeah, I mean, Fareed makes, what, 13 or 14? Yeah, 14 nice. and a half or something. Yeah. So you you probably wouldn't do it for Gortat because I think you'd almost rather have Fareed than Gortat. Right. Maybe not. Uh, maybe I, don't not. Think Wizards, I, mean, I don't think the Wizards would do it for Morris because he's good. <laughs> he's yeah, good he's, he's properly paid. 8.6 yeah. he's valued. So yeah. then you have to – Take on like two contracts, like one. No, size that, I mean, you, could do, you could do Jason Smith if the if the Wizards thought falling back five spots was worth cutting almost six million, and I think that makes some sense. Yeah, because that. What, what were Smith's stats last year? Do you have them? Uh, I can get them really quick while you talk. Because well, I just don't know much about Jason he's Smith. Not, that's why I figured he didn't play a lot. He's not. He's not very. He's not awful. Like he's probably an Al Jefferson level talent, um, but he's not very good. Uh, Three point. Four points uh, and 1.6 rebounds in eight minutes a game. <laughs> so basically, you'd be taking on $5 million of dead space to move up eight picks. Yes. Which they had that in cash last year, technically. Right? They had it in cap yes. space. So. They, yes, they could do that. And so you would you basically be giving up your opportunity to really get another free agent, probably. And you're kind of in a jam because if, if Thad Young leaves, you need a lot, enough money to, to go after. You probably still have enough money, but you need a lot of money to go after another power forward and I don't know if you would do that just to move up eight spots depending on who's there it, it all depends who's available at 14 or 15 like you know if Colin Sexton falls I could see that I mean I don't know if Lonnie Walker's quite worth it it's sort of that thing I love Lonnie Walker actually I think he's pretty good but I, <laughs> I think that uh Kevin Knox you know Jire Smith someone's gonna be there right one of those guys will be there yeah I Probably. I mean, the thing is, is these trades seem like something that the Raptors are going to do. The Raptors want SGA. Yeah. They can get to the yeah. 14 or 15. The problem is they can't take on money, but they have enough talent and, and young guys they can probably piece together a, a decent trade. Yeah, they totally could. I think they want to get to 10. Yeah, but so, SGA could fall into 15 easily. Uh, maybe. He hasn't done any workouts. That's super. Um, can we talk about the trading back to Atlanta at 30 and 34? Yeah. So what do you – what's your theory behind that one or your idea? Uh, I think you get – I mean, what's the what's the actual difference between player 23 and 30 in terms of talent? I, like I said, I think 18 to 40 are all relatively the same. There's just no, – there's yeah. slight changes, but I think it's it's close enough or it doesn't matter. So if you could even get like Mel – like this – this side I'm on right now, the two guys going 30-34 is Melvin Fraser and Shake Milton. Like, that'd be a great draft for the Pacers to me. Yeah, I, you think they would take Jalen Brunson then at some point? I'm, I'm assuming he would be gone. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're assuming he's gone by 30, but... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that would be a good draft. I, again, it's it's what... We still don't have an idea of what they really want. If we think they want a 3 and D wing, right? That's like kind of a prevailing thing around the league or around yeah, everybody wants wings that's why i like frazier 
And I guess you're just giving, I mean, if you value to 18, like 18 to four is the same, really just giving your sh- two more, an extra shot at one of those players. So maybe that would probably be worth it, but I don't know why Atlanta would do that. Because they have like six picks and not enough roster spots for all the guys. Does Atlanta have another first round pick? Don't they have not only 21? Six, uh, 20 or 19? 19, 19. 19, right? The 16 is owned by the Suns. They, well, have, I would four let... picks. they have four picks. So they I have. I don't even have... know if they have four roster spots. So they have three, 19, 30, and 30, or 30, 30 and 32? Yeah. So they could probably package 19, 30, and 32 to go up and get somebody if they really wanted to. Yeah, they could. Right? I, I just don't know why they would. If they're in the same mind as the Pacers that they can. If they like somebody, if somebody falls to 23 that they really like, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. I just don't, I don't. You know, I guess, again, I guess it's where you value 18 to 40. If you have a cutoff of like 25 and you think there's nobody above these 25 guys and they're not going to be available at 30, then why do it? But if you really value anybody from 20 to 40 at the same, that doesn't matter. So that's yeah, kind of where I, I'm at I agree. on that. And the same, another thing is, uh, I don't know how this value would work, um, but the Sixers have 26, 38, 39, and they have, I think, four second rounders and a first rounder and – Two first rounders, so they like they can't take six guys on their roster. They don't have six slots for guys, so they're definitely trading at least two of those second rounders, if you ask me. So I think there's a move to make with 26 and some second rounders for Philly, also. But you forgot about the old draft two European stash them away move. <laughs> that's true. That, that, draft the next Jonah Bolden's. No, but that, that's a move. A lot of teams that have all these picks, it's, it's the Celtics did the same thing. It's smart. No, it's smart. Yeah, but they can take cash. They can take cash too. Okay. Well, speaking of guys who might go eighteen to forty, I tease it. Um, how much do you like Jalen Brunson? We've had an off there, I think. But how much do you like him? He is my number one, a reasonable pick for the Pacers. So you think? So then, should they take him at twenty three? Yeah, I I would. uh, If he's on the board, I would very much like if they picked him. Okay, because I think a couple of days ago, you said they probably shouldn't, and I was sort of wondering. He's always been my favorite guy. Yeah, but I thought you said 23 was too high to pick him. I mean, I like him enough that I would do it, but I think given other people's assessments and other draft boards, there's a way that you uh, move back and get him. So then we think he goes, what? you think he goes, what, 26 or 28 range? Something Probably. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, this, to 35, like you have to go by 10 picks. Yeah. If he's going to go 30, why not take him at 23? There's not that big it's of a difference. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I like Dylan Brunson personally, and I think he was he's good. But I think a 23, especially if there's like one particular guy the Pacers won and they don't he doesn't get there at 23, why not take the shot on the on that kind of kid? But I don't know. I could see him going a bunch of ways. So Brunson's your favorite guard guard in this draft, right? Uh reasonable for the Pacers to yes. pick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's sorry, let's preface that way. Reason so then who is your favorite forward? My favorite forward, oh man, he's kind of like a guard forward, um, but I'll still go with him. Uh, Troy Brown is my favorite forward. Uh, why? Uh, he's a really good defender. I think his shot's going to come around. He's really smart. He's quick. I think he's got a lot of tools to be a good player. Okay. Um, mine's fa- my favorite reasonable pick, Chandler Hutchinson, personally. Chandler Hutchinson is Chandler Hutchinson's in my three wings. He's really good. Uh, if he wasn't 22, I'd like him a lot more. <laughs> yeah, he's a little older, but I thought, you know, I'm I'm picking up guys that can, that can bring value, I guess, next year because they need somebody in the small forward spot next year, probably as a backup at least. If they don't sign one, but they might go after sign one, and they need 
Well, they need some kind of center power forward backup, right? Some stretch. Yeah, forward. I don't think any. I don't believe in like NBA ready as much as most people. Like, I think it's a thing, but it's. I think it's more random. Like Donovan Mitchell was NBA ready, and no one would have said that last year. You know. Um, well, I think I a common, know if it's common thing among NBA think, ready guys is when they're two or three years in college. Mitchell only went for uh, two years, right? I mean, I, I know years. that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that that much. I mean, that's a value. Mitchell was 21 when he came to the league versus. He played at Boise, like Boise State. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a huge change in the game for him. I think he's really good. I just don't know if he'll be like a contributor year one. Yeah, but I mean, a guy like Paul George played at Fresno State, and he contributed by midway through his first season. He wasn't. Yeah, he did. No, he did. That's true. And so, I mean, you never you never know. I mean, honestly, you never know. I mean, some of these really talented guys go to smaller schools because they didn't grow. Like, he could have been six one out of high school, and that's why he went to. Boy State. I don't, right. I, mean, I don't know. I didn't know enough in depth about it, but like that was Paul Dorsey. He was like, I think Paul was like six five coming out of high school, and then he became six nine in like three years. Right. So, I mean, definitely. It, it, no, it's it's certainly a thing. I just I don't fall into that line of thinking as much as other people do. Is there so, any um, center? If they didn't have two centers already, they could. You like the pitch to take? I have one, but all right. I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they should pick him. But uh, Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitchell Robinson has high enough upside that you can take a swing at him and be happy with it. And um, if you trade Sabonis, you're happy that you have this very high upside dude in Mitchell Robinson. He's super freak athlete. Didn't play a single game of college basketball because of he like decommitted from Western Kentucky or something weird. Um, but he was the number eight recruit out of high school. He's a stud. Uh, he could be really good, and it, it might be worth the risk if like literally every other player I like was off the board. But I don't think they'll take a center. Is it safe to say if they take a center, it means they're trading one of one of uh, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. Or they must be really high on whoever they take at center. I mean, they must be yeah. Like, um, Which so would then, only I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, look at look at the look at any mock draft, like ten through thirty. Like, are there even two centers? It's pretty much just Robinson. I mean, aren't the two centers at the top, and then after that, it just drops. Yeah, there, there's like none after that. Um, so he's probably the only one you. Because of that too. I mean, you could count Spellman as a center. He's not going to go till the second round, no chance. Um, and then what is that other guy uh, from Michigan, Mo Wagner? You could kind of yeah. count him as a center, I guess, but he's also a second rounder, so I don't know if there's anything. Yeah, Wagner is. Like, is he a center? Is he stretch four? I don't know. I don't know. Wagner. I don't know. I would like Wagner in the second round, but he won't be uh, available at fifty. Yeah, I doubt he's available at fifty. Um, so anybody at fifty? It's my answer is no centers is my, is my answer. <laughs> so who at 50 do you like? Ooh, um, what's that? Uh, Raul Alkins I like from uh, Arizona. Kind of a – he's not really good or like great at anything, um, but he's not bad at anything either. So I feel like he could just step in and be okay. I mean, not for a while, obviously, but I think eventually he could be somewhat okay. Um, <laughs> if he falls, Landry Shamit. Um, if That's he falls, good, like Devontae, yeah. If he falls, Devonte Graham. Uh, if he falls, Javon Carter. Um, I think that's my whole group. It's hard to. It's so hard to say who's gonna be at fifty. You know. Yeah, a yeah. common name just because I think people know because oh. of this is like in the Big Ten area. Tony Carter, the point, this Penn State point guard, probably yeah, ran there in fifties. Yeah, and then in um, Vince Edwards, if you're talking Big Ten. Yeah, and then I think right now. A lot of mock drafts, they have Justin Jackson going. I saw Justin Jackson, too. I don't know what's on about him, even though I watched Maryland a few times. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the big – Devontae Graham is kind of a big-name guy. 
Um, Schmidt is basically because we saw him work out the first day with the Pacers. That's kind of, yep. but I, you know, I think they could go a lot of ways here. I think second round pick uh-huh. just go with best think, guy on the board. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll draft best player available or sell it. Honestly, like <laughs> who knows? I don't know if they sell it because why do they need the money? They have cash, but what are they using the money for? I don't know. Herb Simon wants a new car. I don't know. Herb Simon has billions of dollars. He doesn't need three yeah, and a half million. Yeah, he could have five million more. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it five oh, million? Trey, is that what you can buy a second round pick for? We used to love Trey Duval. Um, and yeah. I, I kind of like that idea as a flyer. You know, if like the Pacers could even have some semblance of a jump shot, he'd be okay. Yeah, but he can't shoot. He's so bad at shooting. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. He is awful at shooting. We, That's we why. Were so- I remember, like, last summer, this is how much basketball changes in the year. Like, last summer, me and you were like, yeah, when they're in the lottery next year, they could draft Trey Duval. <laughs> he was top 10 projected last year. I mean, he was going to be the number two point guard behind Sexton. Yeah, it was going to be him and Sexton, and now they're both behind Trey Young. But, uh, yeah, we were so super stoked on this dude. And now that he might, like, be available at 50, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, I, he just not he was not good last year watching him. I'm seeing it's on a buzz about this Josh Okogie guy from Georgia Tech. I'm gonna have to watch some film on him, but yeah. So I, I think for the draft we'll come on live for both picks so people can figure so we can break down whoever. Yeah, it'll be up Friday morning, but it'll be a jazzed up Tony and Adam for it, and we should totally start recording before they pick so we can get live reactions. So maybe we'll start at like 21. Yes, rank. I love this idea. Okay, I like that idea. Um, so then the last thing we have in the draft, who was your favorite guy outside Jalen Brunson that they brought in? Uh, they, the, they actually brought in. Interesting. They actually brought in. Ooh, that changes everything. Um, I think I'm going to go with Bates Diop. Uh, I like the idea of a 3-4 hybrid guy who can shoot well enough and play good D. Um, I think he could fit. Pritchard stretch four mold while also being a good wing defender. Um, yeah, I just like him. I think he could be a good player in the NBA. <laughs> so I agree with you. I, that's what we picked in our mock draft for um, Lockdown NBA. Of first round picks they brought in, they brought in what, three or four of them, Tops? Those they, they brought in DiVincenzo, Bates, Diop, um, Brunson, Melvin Frazier, Brunson. Uh, that's. Probably, maybe it. <laughs> right. So, do you th- you think they have somebody that's not Bruce ready? Brown? Maybe he's close. Do you think they have somebody that didn't bring in that they could pick? I don't know if they brought Leaf in last year. They did. They brought Leaf in last year. Okay, I know because uh, well, I was talking about this with some people. Bolts forever. Like they, their last two draft picks, the Wizards' last two draft picks, they didn't bring in ever. Um, I don't know. So I don't know if it's an end all be all because and a lot of guys won't work out for teams that they feel like are outside their range. So it's kind of hard to get guys that are. That I don't know. That think they're good. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Musa. We forgot Musa. He could yeah. Be- and, and if they trade up too, none of the guys they worked out will be in the draft. Absolutely. Like, there'll be yeah. somebody else. They just like they saw on tape. Right. So uh, there's probably only four guys they actually brought in that you could really say are your favorite for them to pick. I'm not super pumped about Musa. I think he could even stay in Europe a year. Um, so I think the options are basically Bates, Diop, DiVincenzo, or Jalen Brunson. Um, and obviously Brunson's my favorite, but Bates Diop, I like too. Yeah, I could see him going outside those four guys too very easily. Um, depending on, I guess, because like people, people right now would say Bates Diop and Brunson are probably under, like probably more in the late twenties than twenty three. So I could see him going with some other guy if he like some of the guys in the eighteen range that maybe falls out something like that. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think Pritchard's smart enough to know that, too. And they have more value, like, right away if you want to trade them, too. So who knows? Yeah, so then the last question is, do the Pacers need this pick to uh, contribute next year or in the next two years for them to even have to be good? Or is this kind no. of a, doesn't matter because he's 23? No, you never. You should never be in a situation where you need a rookie to contribute or someone young to contribute. Okay, and are we sure Pritchard is good at drafting if you took TJ Leaf? Uh, no, we're not sure Pritchard's good at drafting at all. Right. He won's lost, What was last year in Portland, 2012? I think right. you can look up specific guys. Um, you took Greg Oden, right? Real, he, uh, I think Real Jam had something like that. Wasn't thought, he? Uh, thought... What did you say? Uh, I'm looking. Sorry, sorry. Wasn't he the GM that took uh, he, Odin? He took, he had seven. He took Odin, Josh McRoberts, and a bunch of guys who didn't play in the NBA. So maybe he's not. I mean, but the thing is, Larry Bird is a very good drafter. In 2008, he got he got Brandon Rush, Joey Dorsey, and Omar Ashik. That's pretty good. That's three NBA guys. Who? Pritchard? Brand, yeah, he, in 2008, he drafted Brandon Rush, 13, yeah. which is fine. Je- Joey Dorsey, 33rd. That's fine. Omar Ashik, 36. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm just saying he, his strength isn't the draft, but Bird's is. But his strength no, is for agency, which isn't Bird. So it make a nice little... He drafted Freddie Mills in 2009 at 55. That's a good snag. Yeah, but how did he end up on not the Trailblazers? This is the Blazers in 2009. I don't know, but why is Pat, Patty Mills ended up being good on the Spurs, not on the Blazers? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? Some of that is his fault. I don't know if he traded him away. They could have been after him. That's true. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not sold in his draft interest, put it that way. No, no, I'm not either. But I'm more sold on Birds because Birds had consistently picked pretty good guys at the 10 uh, 15 range. For what it's worth, too, the only workout Bird was at was the DiVincenzo Bates Diop workout. That, that was I the saw first one, though, right? that I, that I, Second one that I saw him at. The first one was the Shamit and Randoms <laughs> group. So maybe, maybe they're going to take one of DiVincenzo or Bates Diop. Um, yes, maybe. I, I think Burr has a lot of in, input on the draft. I don't know about free agency because I think Pritchard proves that last year he's pretty good at navigating that, but I think when it comes to the draft, Bird might have an outweighed opinion. I league. hope. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, right, we should uh, Larry, Larry Bird took. Can I do one more question for you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the night is over, and you are pumped because the Pacers just had your dream draft. Who did they grab at 23 and 50? They didn't trade up or down. Um, they snagged Jalen Brunson and they took a flyer on some three and D guy in the second round. Okay. What's yours? Uh, assuming nobody falls, it's crazy. Mine would also be Brunson at 23 and my pick 50. Uh, hmm. My pick 50 would be Javon Carter. I love Javon Carter. Okay. See, I don't have a guy at 50 because I just don't, I don't know enough about when it comes to that late. I'd love like, Carter, but I don't think he'll be there. I mean, I and like I said they take Brunson, they don't and they don't even take another guard in the second right. round. Like uh, my true can. dream draft is they end up with uh, Luka Doncic and Michael Porter, but that's not happening. Yeah, I mean, if they could somehow <laughs> flip, I I would probably if you could flip Sabonis or Turner and their pick plus whatever cap filler to get four and Chandler, I would and you get Doncic, I would do that in a heartbeat. But oh, he is going to be so good. 
He's going to be really good, but sadly they'll probably end up they'll probably end up with like Batesy up, which is not necessarily bad, but it's just different. Yes, it is. Or some rando we don't we're not thinking of. But yes, uh, like I said a second ago, I think we're going to try to do a live recording during the pick. I don't. We haven't really texted about that, so I don't know. Yeah, Um, that's the plan. I think we'll have some on Friday about it. It'll be fun and exciting. Yep, and And I'm excited to talk about again. And then we'll be into free agency basically almost one week, two weeks away, week away. Yeah, we'll have a week to talk about the draft, uh, and then free agency begins. Right, it's the nineteenth of recording, so that gets us eleven days till, t- well, ten days and six hours till midnight strikes, you know, <laughs> and all NBA Woo! goes to hell. And they're and then Fed just opted opted dates between them. In 10 days, they have to make a decision on Joe Young, Thad Young, Lance Stevenson, Collison, Bojan. Like, the next 10 days are going to be wild. Right. Um, and then Jefferson's midseason, right, his his option. Yeah, that, yeah not him. <laughs> so. That, not him. Don't worry about him. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all we got for this Lockdown Basis podcast, right? Me too. I, I think so. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers. Follow Tony at T East NBA. Me at Freeman Adam Five. Um, give us a five star review on wherever you check out our podcast. You can tweet us questions about the draft. We'll try to answer them before the draft. Um, if you have any questions when they make the pick, send them in on Twitter as immediately as the players drafted, and maybe we'll answer them on air. Who knows? Um, it's just Locked On Pacers podcast. As always, have a great rest of your day. Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.